welcome to the Nate and Dorn podcast. We are professional videographers based in Vancouver, Canada, and we're here to talk about relevant topics within the video and media industry. Uh, I'm Nate, and I run Nate Dixon Media. And I am Dorn, the videographer, solo entrepreneur offering video production services. And today we're going to talk to you about who we are and why are we doing this podcast. So let's just jump straight into our main topic. Let's introduce ourselves. And since uh, I'm the one talking now, I'll, I'll just introduce a little bit about myself. So my name is Doran. Um, I am a Romanian that immigrated to Canada at 16 years of age. And uh, in terms of schooling, I've done a couple of computing science and networking information systems programs at BCIT, which is the British Columbia Institute of Technology. Um, but those didn't really stick with me. I, I actually didn't know what to do uh, career-wise. I just knew that I like to play video games on the computer, and I thought computer-related stuff would be cool, but it wasn't. Um, so... I actually had a hobby to mess around with photos and video. Uh, and back in 2008, I had a cousin who asked me to edit their vacation photos. And I did it in my typical fashion, goofing off and, you know, doing different effects like uh, inflating their muscles or making a huge belly or, you know, changing the voice, that kind of stuff. And my cousin saw that I did it with such uh, fast speed. I was so uh, casually editing that he said... I should think about taking video work uh, seriously as a profession. So what ended up happening is I did a one-year intensive course at BCIT, a new media design course, where I learned uh, a little bit about everything, website design, graphic design, video, Photoshop, Illustrator, and some uh, audio stuff too. Uh, it is a program that I actually did not complete uh, due to some uh, mental health issues and depression at the time however the video courses i passed with flying colors and i really loved them and my passion for video kicked off so uh this program i did in 2010 um and after uh being done uh, most of it in 2011 uh, i got hired at a christian nonprofit uh organization uh, as a video editor and camera operator where i worked there for six years and after that, I moved on to full-time freelance, which I've been doing for three years. And that pretty much sums up my professional uh, background. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, Nate, how about you introduce yourself? All right. Uh, well, I'm Nate. I was actually born and raised here in Canada, actually in Langley, to be specific, in the Lower Mainland in British Columbia. Um, I actually took the same program as you, Doran, uh, the BCIT New Media Design and Web Development Program, because... I also knew I really liked technology and computers, but I didn't know which area I wanted to focus on. So that program program added like a large variety of different things you could try and kind of dip your toes into. And video was also the thing that I really latched onto that I was like, this is really fun. This excites me. Um, this is what I want to do as a career. And uh, I actually met your cousin, Victor. He took mm. the program the same year as me and we were classmates and I think the very first assignment was like an icebreaker where we had to interview another classmate and get to know them. So, you know, he's from Romania as well, and he likes soccer as well as me. So uh, we kind of clicked right away and had a lot of fun. And um, that's actually where I think we first met and kind of uh, worked together <laughs> on a 
volunteer basis, I guess, on your part was uh, we needed somebody to help us film our uh, assignment, which was like a commercial for a fake energy drink that we created called Zapped. So <laughs> yeah, you, I remember <laughs> you, uh, you held the camera and we did our acting. That was, uh, of course, Oscar worthy. Yeah, we're, we're going to look at that clip in a later podcast. <laughs> oh, great. Um, yeah, so after that, after I graduated that program, I did finish it with a, a three, I think it was a three-week practicum at uh, the city of Port Coquitlam. So that was really fun to work for a local government. Um, after that, my first full-time video gig was editing Indian wedding videos. Um, for a guy in uh, Surrey who did that. He did a lot of photography and he did just gorgeous video. Um, and I really enjoyed editing that footage. It was amazing. Have you uh, ever shot an Indian wedding video, Doran? Nope. I know their traditions and uh, stuff you got to film is way more intense than a traditional Western wedding, but that's about it. So yeah, yeah we, we definitely got to discuss our, some of these projects uh, in the future. Yeah, so I didn't actually film these ones, but I was the editor, okay. and um, yeah, it was the footage was gorgeous and um, all like very cinematic, shot on the you know full frame Canon DSLRs with stabilizers. This is twenty thirteen or something, so you know mirrorless hadn't really taken off. But yeah, I remember after sitting there the full like eight hours staring at the screen intently on my first day trying to like do as much as I could really set a good impression. I remember driving home, everything felt like it was moving in fast forward because it wasn't that stuttering 24 cinematic. You know, have you ever had that? Uh, yeah, I think I've had that if uh, I went to the movie theater and watched like a three hour movie. Yeah, I know what you mm. mean. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that was pretty crazy. Uh, I haven't really had that sense, uh, that job. Luckily, <laughs> I'm able to break it up into, you know, healthier chunks with little breaks. You know, I moved on from that Indian wedding video company looking for other work. And I found the job posting for the same Christian nonprofit and applied there. And they liked me. They liked my work. So they're like, hey, can you come in and train on Friday? And uh, came in and met the crew. And that's where I saw victor there who oh, <laughs> happened yeah. to be working there he's like oh hey man i haven't seen you since school i'm like what and then i saw you there and yeah yeah so actually um that, that's a funny story yeah because uh after i was done the one year uh, uh program uh like i said the first job i got was uh, working at this place a year later, I believe, um, I talked to, or Victor talked with me and um, uh, heard about this program and he he was curious to get into um, video work too. And I told him like, well, uh, well, you know, maybe I can get you a job here. And uh, we had a huge backlog, so we definitely needed new people. And uh, yeah, that's how he joined there. And then, uh, you know, a year um, or how long did you work at the... Indian wedding oh maybe like three months okay so a little bit after that you know we were still looking for people they were advertising on Craigslist and boom you came uh to be honest I didn't remember you because uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just a short day and I was just, just like zoned out and in my own little world and I'm like okay I'm just helping my cousin here um but yeah we definitely uh 
um, have uh, quite a bit of history together because we worked we worked at this uh, uh, Christian nonprofit for what four years five years. Uh, I stopped just shy of five years. I think it was like four and a half years. Okay, four and a half then. Yeah, uh, of us together there. So you know, um, kept in touch uh, after going our separate ways and uh, came to making a podcast together. So. Uh, yeah, I'm super excited, and um, yeah, we have lots to talk about, and um, I'm really excited to uh, be doing this podcast with you, Nate. Me too, me too, Dorn. So I guess that pretty much wraps up our uh, professional background. Let's just give a quick uh, um, completion of the background with um, our current personal status, I guess we could say. Uh, so I'm, uh, married. I've been married for six years, uh, with my wife, Anna, and we have two daughters. I have a two year old, two, two year, two years and three months and the three month old. And, uh, I've been married for five years and I also have two kids, a three and a half year old little girl and a one and a half year old little boy. So both living that dad life. Yeah, we're we're rocking the full time dad life, and uh, we're trying to do a podcast at the same time. Um, yeah, we'll we'll see where this goes. We'll we'll talk a bit about um, why are we doing this and uh, who is this for. Uh, but before we get there, um, let's just go into a bit of our experience uh, working together. So, um, me coming, uh, out of that school, uh, program, uh, BCIT, my only experience with a video camera was what they, uh, made us, uh, they made us buy a camcorder that had manual function. So I bought this Canon Vixia, uh, F, F H 200 or something like that. It's like a, the cheapest manual setting camcorder you could get. Um, and, uh, my first actual broadcast quality camera uh, that I touched was at this uh, nonprofit that we worked at. And we used Canon XF305s, which were a really big deal back in 2012. Um, you know, uh, full HD, 1080, doing 50 megabits a second. Um, I remember being so intimidated when I first saw this camera because it had so many buttons on the <laughs> side. I had never seen anything like it, and school didn't prepare me for that. Maybe if I would have done like a video or film specific program, but instead I did a you know the overall program and it taught you a little bit of everything. Uh, how did you feel first time you you saw those cameras, those big bulky XF three hundred fives? I think I just figured out the very basic functions. I didn't even touch any of the manual settings, and then you know after we were done filming something, I would like, oh, what's this little switch? What's that do? And just like bit by bit figure out uh the functions Mm. um so we were both uh camera men uh camera operators uh and video editors at this workplace and uh a nice thing uh of us working together is the fact that we grew in uh, skill and uh uh, we practiced a lot of new things uh together at this um, job um I 
clearly recall uh, learning about lighting um, and uh, we got to be in charge of lighting. Uh, so the setup at this workplace was we had a stage uh, where the presenter or the talent, the speaker would be, and um, uh, the bosses would have a custom backdrop printed. They would match the subject matter. Uh, and uh, we had to light the stage and we had huge spotlights that were like cooking you on stage. We had like, I don't know, like over half a dozen of them. So it was, it was pretty intense uh, trying to work with those, wiggle them in the right angle and uh, try and fill even light on the stage. It, it was quite a learning curve. Yeah. And usually the uh, presenter was in like a full suit. So they were sweating. Oh, in the summer it was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no AC. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's how we... Uh, because school can teach you a lot, but a lot of this stuff is also practical learning. So a lot of this stuff school taught me was very um, basic um, concepts, but a lot of stuff is very practical. And a lot of stuff depends on your um, circumstances. What are you filming? Because if you're trying to film something um, very dramatic, you need dramatic lighting. Uh, if you're filming something very... Um, uh, you know, um, in in a style that's uh, telling a story, like a, an interview, just grabbing something, capturing something, then you just need even lighting. And, and all these things we have to learn over the years. So um, there's so many things we can talk about. Well, what was one of your, like, favorite um, projects uh, at the workplace? Mm. Uh, probably when we worked on that um multi-part docu-series do you remember that yeah i remember it how can i forget it like that was on that uh on those documentaries we we spent the longest work day like me going full-time freelance i've had work days that were super long none of them were longer than that one because that one was the most demanding time wise because we had to come in early in the morning, like 7 a.m., and we had to record until, like, evening. Then we would video edit, and then late at night we would record again, and uh, we would be done at, like, 3 a.m. So what, what, what? how many hours is that? Like, 20? <laughs> that sounds right. Something like that. Oh, man. A good thing we had long, like one hour breaks uh, for lunch and dinner that <laughs> kept you sane. Yeah, so we would it, pop out and get uh, Wendy's or something like that. Poutine. Oh yeah, well we're Canadian, so yeah, we're, <laughs> we're especially me. I'm a I'm a poutine sucker. And uh, there's the train in the background. <laughs> uh, there you go, uh, organic uh, uh, film at home podcast feel. Um, one cool thing um, that I remember, like this project alone has was like very demanding on our talent, um, but it had so many unique things like uh, the longest work hours, the uh, um, the fact that I learned to use a 12 foot crane jib, uh, like a motorized head um, where you like swing this huge 12 foot arm around, but you pan and tilt the camera with like a joystick controller at the same time 
Um, that was super fun. And then you Zoom. Got, so you had like you, two thumbs going, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. The Zoom too. Yeah. Yeah. So pan, tilt, swing, and Zoom. So you could do really dynamic, parallaxing stuff. You you got to play around with that too, right? Yep. Yeah. With the big one. You, I think you filmed with it most, but I used it for a few uh, presentations and stuff here and there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was that was definitely something very unique. Uh, it's it's something you would only see at like a sporting event or something huge like that. Um, um, what else? Um, what else did we do on that project? Well, we got to work with uh, a snake. Oh yeah, that was a a, <laughs> a, a live prop or a what do you call that <laughs> a live snake that was supposed to be on set very symbolic <laughs> yeah and uh do you remember i think uh, i i held it that was so cool uh, oh yeah you were excited on my arm and stuff yeah. it was so cool i did not touch it and my uh now wife uh then uh <laughs> you know uh, girlfriend was like nope you're you're not you're not touching that <laughs> and i didn't feel like touching it either <laughs> yeah like i would have maybe touched it but i didn't want to hold it mm and uh but uh its appearance on screen uh, the person uh, that was uh, in front of the camera had to hold it there so uh, i was happy to be behind the camera <laughs> <laughs> yeah didn't you also get to act in that one yeah one of the scenes was uh somebody getting arrested on a cop car so i was like a thief running away with a hood and then an undercover cop caught me put handcuffs on me and like push me like slam me down on the cop car hood but um mm. <laughs> unfortunately uh i didn't make the final cut i don't think no oh, okay <laughs> eh, it's a fun experience though yeah um yeah we, we we uh that was the first that wasn't the first time when we dealt with the green screen um because i think we did do a green screen um kind of like a uh, outing, you know, like it wasn't an assignment, uh, but for one of the uh, um, practical aspects of the video course, we went to a green screen room and uh, tested some green screen. But uh, this workplace, they built an infinity wall green screen that we used for uh, most of the documentary stuff. So again, we had to light that and, uh, oh man, the green screen spill was, <laughs> gave us so much work to do. Yeah, those wraparound walls. Like, yeah, because it wasn't just the back screen. It was like mm-hmm. it was uh, like a three-wall room, I guess you could say. But the walls were so close that the spill was... Ugh. We had to put like drapes and stuff on, <laughs> on the uh-huh. walls. Oh, man. Um, you mentioned something about uh, mirrorless. Uh, th- this... Is this when the workplace got the mirrorless cameras? I think it was for this. Actually, yeah, it was specifically for this documentary because we needed uh, uh, the set they built was very uh, low light candle ambient type of thing. And um, what, what um, did we get the A7S2 or the A7S? Just the first A7S. The first okay. one we could get, like right when they released, they were you know sold out everywhere. But hmm. yeah, we, we jumped on that because the low light capability. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was so crazy, man. <laughs> From those big uh, broadcast cameras to this little mirrorless that like could see better than your eyeball. 
it, it was like unbelievable and at an affordable price rate, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember they got, uh, for, for a couple of the scenes, uh, they decided to buy a drone. So they got a DJI Inspire one, which if, uh, if our listeners have never uh, been in the presence of one is incredibly intimidating, uh, cause it can go like what 80 kilometers or an hour or some ridiculous speed. And it sounds like a swarm of thousands of angry bees. <laughs> I, I didn't fly that. I think you flew it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love flying drones. It felt like so, a video so game. So between the two of us with the snake and the drone handling, obviously you're more of a daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I operated the camera, though, because somebody needed to pan tilt the camera yeah, while for, the drone was flying. I think we were flying at night following a cop car, the, the cop car that they rented. And, yeah, I was trying to fly like backwards and then you were trying to control the camera to follow the I actually wasn't there for that one I was in Romania getting married so I missed the whole cop car thing Uh, okay no the only time um, like I was there for when we originally got in we're doing some test uh, testing with it and we got that one shot it was absolutely like not safe (laughs) we where we you had you had to fly and hover the drone within six feet of someone's face for a dramatic close-up and then we had to dramatically like skyrocket and get a bird's eye view and then simulate one of those going into space zoom out of google earth type of thing and so that i remember operating the camera for that Mm, okay oh man i i can't believe even to this day i'm i'm just shaking my head thinking why did we do that that was (laughs) <laughs> yeah one wrong nudge of the joystick and slice Oops. new haircut yeah man yeah <laughs> but uh yeah so a lot of cool experiences together uh this workplace uh, uh that's the cool thing about it it expanded in um the production value it had to offer i mean before we uh left they got red epic cameras mm-hmm. um the uh, red epic helium 8k i think um and those were again the same feeling that i had when i saw the broadcast camera when we got this thing oh man it's ventilating so loud it's the file sizes are ridiculous uh but it is such a sweet camera mm-hmm. and um yeah uh, we we filmed ourselves playing ping pong in slow motion with <laughs> in our breaks I remember that oh yeah Ping pong, that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was good. And uh, we used that for the intro to one of the series. And where that was one of the intros where we kind of oh. full creative control. Uh, what was that? Darkness mm. Before Dawn? Is that right? Is that the series title or the lecture title? I can't remember. I think it's the series. I think the series. Uh, well, actually, I have it up. I can just double check. Oh, okay. Why don't you find it right now? Um, okay. Well, I see two titles. Which one's which? Yeah, No Darkness Before Dawn is the uh, series title. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, I'll pull it up on screen and we can watch it. But before we do that, because this, this is kind of like 
a crowning achievement of what you just mentioned of like us taking full control of or, or full or majority responsibility, I should say of, um, of making an intro. So, um, can you explain what does an intro mean for what we were doing? Sure. Well, you know, the, all the camera work and most of the editing we did was very, um, cut and dry. You just switch your different angles. There wasn't really much creativity. You're just choosing the best camera angle for the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, but the intros is kind of what really is meant to grab the person's attention and add a character and like flavor to the lecture kind of brand that specific series. Mm -hmm. So us being in charge of that, being able to use these awesome tools that we had and work with, um, our other coworker, Drew, who's like a sound design, sound mix composer guy who did mm -hmm. like the custom little soundtrack for it. I think it oh, yeah. uh, came together in an awesome way. Yeah. So much better than stock stuff. Like stock, stock stuff is good when you don't have an audio person, but when you have a like an actual recorder, uh, you know, uh, audio engineer, or what, I don't know what the technical, technical term is, but someone that can make the music for you is... It was amazing. It just made that project just so much more interesting. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, so how did we uh, get to doing these intros? Um, I remember at the uh, beginning uh, when I started working there, intros were very um, kind of basic. Um, just, you know, uh, maybe a couple of abstract graphics and just, you know, who's presenting, and what's their thing called? And bam, there you go in. Uh, but over the years, it got, like I said, uh, Workplace added more and more production value. And uh, some intros were um, getting quite more um, creative. Uh, and that, that was a cool thing that the bosses saw the opportunity to see, um, are you guys, how, how creative are you guys if we gave you something? So, you know, little intro by little intro, we... Uh, tried different things and um i remember the you were the first one from us to to have like your own little project that you had the most responsibility for it was um the dandelion ad yeah my dandelions now no <laughs> um <laughs> yeah it was like a short video explaining how you can make dandelion coffee and uh, oh yeah coffee <laughs> yeah, so it's not the dandelions themselves, but it's the roots of the dandelions that you use. You know, dig them up, clean them off, dry them out, grind them, roast them, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that was fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I helped with the script on that one, storyboard it, shoot it, edit it, and then one of the fun parts was doing the voiceover and the uh, acting for it. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that you had a shot of you like sipping from it and like, Oh yeah. Nodding your head. Like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so uh, whenever we would have the, the channel showing our content. So whenever that dandelion thing came on, I, I watched it cause uh, it made me feel famous. Well, yeah. I mean, they had, uh, you know, they had uh, tens of thousands of people watching uh, the satellite channel. So you were on TV, Nate. Yeah. There you go. Another thing you can boast there on, uh, put, a, put it on your resume. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
dandelion drinker for TV. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I guess, uh, um, yeah, my, my first one full one that intro that I did, I didn't get to film. I just used stock footage, but even just that was nice because I had to match it to, uh, voiceovers from snippets, uh, from the presentation. It was, um, mountain remedies or something like that. It was like a health related presentation. I uh, remember that one <laughs> where I had the dramatic uh, hospital stock footage and the uh, heart monitor beeping and the new flatline. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was super dramatic. Mm-hmm. So I uh, didn't spend too much time on it and didn't get to film anything cool for it. But uh, it was uh, it was the biggest piece of the pie that I got uh, in making an intro back then. Until we did this uh, Darkness Before Dawn one. So let's actually pull it up and watch it um it is just a video so (laughs) for people that are uh listening uh check out our podcast uh on youtube (laughs) to see the video yeah jump to the timestamp and then you can watch it or uh we can link it Mm -hmm. all right so let me share screen right now transition (laughs) transition successful all right can you see my screen i can see your screen all right if you don't hear it let me know but you should be hearing audio so let's just watch this intro and then we'll when it's done we'll uh kind of dissect it a little bit Oh man, I love the ending to that. Um, ah, where do we even start with this? So for we we recorded this with the. Uh, um, oh, let me uh, mute the audio <laughs> for now. But we recorded this with the uh, um, the Reds, um, and for those of you watching uh, the uh, vodcast. Uh, if you don't recognize uh, the actor here, is actually Nate. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> so you got to act in this one. We 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 both came up with the uh, script for this one, didn't we? Like the yeah. whole action, the whole everything. Obviously, the boss approved it, but mm-hmm. it was the first one that like started from scratch with us. Um. So we both did that. You were in front of the camera. We storyboarded together. Yeah. Then you acted in front of the camera. I was operating the camera. You were um, acting behind the camera. I was acting I was in front of, of the camera. Hey. <laughs> oh, I can put acting on my resume. I'm <laughs> I'm acting director. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like you said, uh, our uh, awesome uh, sound um, colleague, uh, Drew. Um, amazing piece. It's so good. It's so fitting. It sets the mood. It almost sets the mood just as good or better than the video, but the video does a pretty good job, I think. You know, to pat myself on the back, you know, the Obama meme where he, like, 
crowns himself oh, yeah, or puts the medal on himself. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's uh, one of the most uh, proud projects, uh, I guess you could say, that uh, I've worked on at that workplace. Um, and then you were in charge of uh, editing and splicing everything together. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yep, I did. I, I always like to have the text being revealed by masks of you know people walking in front or behind. So you see that right, a so, lot of the text here. So that was, yeah, so here you're walking and bam, and close up with the cattle. And all of these things, or all of these props, um, some of them we had like this statue and the candle because we were using it in the documentary series. Um, but this paper that you're ripping out now, what's the story with that? Was that a real book? Uh, the book was real. Uh, it had real pages in it, but that page that I pretended to tear out was not from the book. That was a, a prop page that we printed on both sides and uh, made it look like a page from the book, I believe. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. Real smoke, though. Oh, yeah. Candle smoke. <laughs> and we actually had a very small space to film this in. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, the Reds being so awesome with their uh, raw uh, capturing capabilities, uh, we were able, well, you in editing were able to uh, uh, make sure the background stayed black because we, we put curtains, we put black curtains um and uh, um, cover the walls with them but yeah again lighting lighting was uh, tricky to light just the candle like even you coming in on that shot we see here's the interesting thing the candles are blown out but light is still there so the candle wasn't the only light source but we we kind of replicate that we use the very like narrow spotlight i think Mm mm-hmm and then you fade back into darkness. Oh, that's so awesome! And and you're you're um you're wearing uh like a hood. Hmm. Yeah, I just got a fake monk hood and robe from Amazon. Oh, you didn't get an authentic one? <laughs> no, I didn't earn my monk's robe. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man, these these shots. Like, see, that's that's the cool thing because sometimes you think to be creative and to really impress you have to do all this like really elaborate stuff but sometimes just very simple but very meaningful visuals tell a story really good like ripping out a page and burning it um that sends out the the tone for this series it was like a religious series on um what was it on i think like darkness before then i think about the dark ages and how like um you know the um the scriptures were in latin and only like uh the catholics knew and uh that's why it's called the dark ages uh, am i recalling that correctly <laughs> um i think the series was yeah about catholics and then how they you know burning pages of the bible if those are the pages that they didn't want the other like the main Hmm. common folk to see so before there was you know protestantism and there was just yeah. they were the only source of the bible hmm. and so and, and another cool thing I, re- I remember this so clearly and uh re- remembered it now watching this some of these shots look like you're moving very smoothly 
you act i remember actually instructing you like just yoink it just yank it as hard as you can just uh, walk fast and do all this stuff because if you try and walk slow it looks a certain way but if you go fast and slow down slow motion always just looks so much better so all of these shots like with that cross dangling there as you're pulling it that's slow motion mm-hmm. the candle waving slow motion yeah the rip even this focus pull yeah the rip yeah. slow motion yeah you could see just the again my cross necklace bracelet thing swinging slowly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah this this is well done nate well done well filmed by Thank you, you. <laughs> <laughs> all right so let me switch back to the uh full screen of us Awesome. All right. My transition skills are on point. <laughs> um, and uh, by the way, the uh, background uh, layout and transition are all designed by Nate. So Nate's uh, uh, a really good designer. Uh, I've learned over the years, at least compared with me. Because um, um, that's, uh, that's kind of one cool thing. So after we... Um, we're done at this workplace. Uh, I went into my uh, full-time freelance and after a short while you uh, left that workplace too. Uh, they were, you know, picking up shop and uh, moving elsewhere and uh, th- uh, three hours north in the middle of the mountains wasn't for me. Um, and right before I left, I, I remember you, you like to do your, um, you, you, you like to challenge yourself and uh, learn new techniques and, uh, I remember we were carpooling. I was driving you home, um, and you were just uh, on uh, the passenger side on your laptop doing uh, like a double exposure effect. And I was like, "What are you doing that for?" Like, "Oh, it's just something cool I saw online, and I want to replicate it." And I'm like, "Okay, you you like to do uh, interesting projects on the side uh, to expand your uh, creativity? How about you design me a logo? Because you know I'm going to go full time freelance, so." Um, yeah, I just didn't have any idea. It's really hard to choose a logo for myself. The only thing I remember I wanted was try and do something with my name. Um, so my name is spelled D O R I N and I just gave you that much. And, uh, um, I'll actually pull it up right now. Just, uh, again, uh, check out our vodcast if you want to see it. Um, let me just pull it up on screen so we can take a look at it because I want you to kind of explain what's going on. Sure. Yeah, so this is the final uh, product. And uh, just talk about how 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 your process was to come up with this uh, logo. I just told you use my name and how did you come up with this? Mm. Well, with logos, I like to try and keep them very simple and... Mm you know, avoid gradients and small intricate details so it can be very scalable. So I just took the essence of what your business was, which is video. And then I just explored the iconography and uh, symbols related to video. And um, the play button kind of jumped out at me. And so I tried to incorporate the play button into your name, which was the only thing that you gave me. Um, Mm. 
So I think this was uh, the idea that won out and that looked the cleanest. And uh, yeah, that's you. That's your name. That's your brand. How, how did you uh, like what went in your head when you separated my name door in? Uh, I don't know. I, I like trying to incorporate the text of something into the logo itself. Um, so putting the in inside the play button seemed to work the, the best visually for me. And then I added the, you know, the videographer mm -hmm. text underneath, which you wanted for, uh, for your brand as well. And then it kind of makes... <laughs> right. I remember because you, you originally gave me like Doran media or Doran film or something. Um, but I kind of strayed away from that because I didn't want to be the generic, like what every other videographer was doing. Also, I was, um, too self-aware that I'm just starting out. Like, although I have all the experience, uh, behind me, you know, of, uh, you know, six plus years, um, I didn't want to market myself as media or studio or production. Uh, cause I was like, I'm not a big I'm not a big guy. I'm I'm just a small guy. So, but and I also like the appeal of the videographer. I thought that made it very um, personal and more approachable, at least for smaller clients, which is what I was aiming for at the beginning. But I'm very happy with this logo. Like I'm still using it uh, to this day, and I don't think I'll ever switch. Nate, it's so good. That's good. Yeah, I didn't want it to be something trendy that in ten years would look bad. So, yeah. you know, we'll see you again in another five years and see if it's still uh, oh, yeah. tickles your fancy. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. All right, let me switch back over to us. Yeah, tra transitioning away from a full screen is much easier <laughs> <laughs> than having to pull something up and then uh, transitioning quickly during that. Um yeah, so we've, you know, we worked together uh, past uh, our working together for the same company. We've uh, kind of kept in touch and, uh, you know, um, um, you, you designed a logo for me. Um, I remember uh, I wanted to buy a glide cam uh, when I just started out in the full-time freelance. And uh, you had uh, a glide, was it a glide cam? It was the glide cam HD 2000. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. With a uh, arm brace, so that you could take a lot oh, yeah. of the weight on your arm instead of just your wrist. Hmm. I ended up getting a vest um, for that, because um, I thought, oh, I'm going to film weddings and I need to walk around the whole day with that thing on. And uh, we'll talk about gear uh, in an upcoming uh, <laughs> podcast. But uh, uh, for my Nikon D610 DSLR glide cam was overkill. Uh, those things are built for more heavy uh, broadcast or cinematic cameras. Um, so I learned, uh, you know, the, the motorized gimbals weren't too, too popular. Uh, or I wasn't too aware of them. Um, but I did get one uh, within the, my first year. So <laughs> mm. anyway, we'll talk about that later. But yeah, I did uh, borrow your glide cam. And um, you tried... Um, you tried uh, one of the Samyang lenses, right? Yeah, after I uh, got a, the Sony a7 III, like you, um, 
I wanted to test out different lenses. So yeah, you let me your 45 mil f1.8 mm. lens, I believe it was. Well, which is what I'm using right now. Ah. <laughs> yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you also lent me that Nikon full frame camera for a project I had earlier. Oh, yeah. That's like my second camera. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. Hmm. And that one also had like a, a 50 mil f1.8. I remember you like the lens from that one too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, f1.8 is a pretty mm-hmm. sweet uh, f stop. Nifty 50. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good focal length. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, what I was, mm-hmm. for what I was using, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Whose turn, yeah, is, who's so, turn is it to borrow something next? I think. It, well, we're both borrowing time right now to do this <laughs> podcast. So how about we talk about why are we doing this? Who is this for? What are the plans with it? Um, I think first let's explain kind of the structure uh, of the podcast so each podcast will have like a main topic that we're going to dive into mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about our personal experiences or um, maybe uh, exploring new topics and learning something new. Um, so for this one, obviously, it was our introduction. Um, also, we're going to have different segments uh, for each episode. Uh, we still have to figure out the exact formatting, but... Maybe some of them will be short, some will be uh, longer, uh, some will be very serious or some more silly, uh, professional or personal. Um, you know, we want to show off our professionalism, but we also want to show off our personality and uh, just have a good time because um, that's what a podcast is. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's uh, it's the content, but it's also the person and the uh, persona. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and yeah. Um, what else do you want to add to that? <laughs> <laughs> sounds pretty good. Uh, it kind of just sounds like, you know, we'll just talk about whatever we want. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll, we'll be organized, but um, I mean, the main thing we're going to be centered around is video and media industry. Um, but it's not going to be just that. No, right? yes, we will. We can, we'll talk about other stuff too. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe even Romanian things. Yeah, that's the thing we used to do at the workplace. I would teach you Romanian words. <laughs> do you remember them? Uh, yeah, I think. Well, bacon. Uh, obviously, yeah. the most important word, slanina. Yeah, there you go. That's bacon in Romanian. Yeah. Very good, Nate. Very good. <laughs> Some, sometimes I go through a uh, drive through at Wendy's and I'm like, give me a slanina, Nater. And they're like, <laughs> Sir, this isn't a Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nate, if you had a, a, a Romanian uh, TikTok, you'd be famous right now. Mm. They'd love that. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe uh, maybe we'll start doing that. Maybe starting next uh, episode, I'll teach you uh, uh, a video-related um, Romanian word of the week, or maybe a silly one. I don't know. Oh, maybe I'll. Or maybe I'll go on. No, you go. I was going to say, I'll steal some of your Romanian clients then with some video words. Ooh. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, have to, I'll teach you more silly ones then. All right. <laughs> um, and I guess this has to be stated. We're not claiming to be absolute experts uh, in the video or media field, but um, 
uh, we are professionals and we can talk in a later uh, podcast topic uh, what does it mean to be a professional um, but we consider ourselves and we are uh, based on our experience in our profession that we've been working on uh, for over you know six eight ten years um, we're professional uh, videographers um, and we just want to share our experience and I guess um, who who would watch this, Nate? Who do you think would watch this? What what are we aiming for here? <laughs> mm, well, uh, I think people interested in getting into video work, you know, being a videographer, uh, or they're just curious about it. Like, um, hmm. you know, there's videographers who are already kind of established in the industry, whether doing weddings or events which i know you've done a lot of uh, over the past couple years with your freelance stuff there's like endless opportunities with video and videography so i'm sure there's Hmm. so many different niches that you can be in um so i feel like those would be a lot of people who'd want to listen to us and um maybe people in all complementary fields who would be working with video people so even if they're not mm-hmm. holding the camera, it might be interesting to hear our side of things, learn more about the industry and just uh, mm-hmm. the things, the things we do and the things we, the challenges we run into. Can you think of anybody yeah. else? I mean, I think that pretty much wraps it up and that's a, a good point. Like oftentimes, uh, even, uh, if you're working for an employer, sometimes you would talk with your coworkers about, so how, how is it behind the camera? Is it that complicated? What do you have to, you know, like people are genuinely curious uh, when you have a moment to chit chat with them about uh, what you do. Um, and definitely I've had uh, actors and voiceover artists um, on projects that I've worked on in the freelance world um, where, yeah, um, you, you get to learn how different, like you said, different videographers have different niches or different industries, like like videography and corporate work and a wedding are so different. And then there's the film industry. Like I can't tell you how many actors have told me how it is to work under a director and on a movie set with the uh, 16 hour um, days and uh, 12 of those hours are just waiting for makeup. <laughs> so I'm like, wow, I would have never thought of that. Um, I would have never imagined it being like that. So yeah, that's that's what this podcast can be about. It's our experience. It's how we see the industry from our little perspective, from our little lens. And uh, who knows what the future will bring. Um, maybe we'll have uh, guests, uh, other videographers or other people in related industries, and uh, we can talk about these things. That would be cool. Uh, a lot of stuff with what the this is going to happen with the podcast this is going to happen organically. And we just want to start it up and see where it goes. Um, uh, one cool thing that I want to do is to do like video critiques, like look at other videographers um, work and kind of dissect it. Like, Ooh, they did this really good and it's really hard to pull off and they did it creatively and unique and amazing. Or, you know, mm. we'll maybe review some stuff that's uh, really popular, but because it's bad. Mm. <laughs> a lot of the viral videos are like that. <laughs> um, and uh, some uh, cult classic movies are like that, too. So uh, there's so much to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Another cool segment that we're thinking of doing, but it's going to be really hard to pull off, monthly challenges. What are we thinking of doing? <laughs> um, well, I think the first one we had in mind was to make a video that is focusing on the rain. So you have to film it outside. It's got to be raining. But other than that, it's kind of up to your creativity to tell mm. tell the story. So I think that'll be the first challenge. And but what 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 does that mean? What what is what what's the challenge? What what does it involve? Mm. So already the challenge is time. Because <laughs> 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 balancing work and uh, personal life. Now we have to balance this podcast, but it, we want to push ourselves, right? <laughs> so um, I think that's me and you were just talking about that, and we're like, yeah, we should try and do stuff. And I'm like, yeah, like a challenge. And it's the whole point of this is just to experience a challenge, whether we uh, overcome it and uh, create something awesome or not, it'll still be a learning experience. And that's kind of the point. That's kind of what I'm hoping to get out of it. Um, like for, for this one, go outside and film the rain. Like we never plan to film anything in the rain because who wants to be outside in the rain being filmed? Nobody, no wedding wants to be filmed <laughs> outside in the rain, no corporate stuff. Um, so this is like challenges will think of either targeting a weakness or a hesitation or something that we've never done and it's time to go do it. Um, so sometimes a challenge is something that's not something impossible, but something that's new. You're challenged to think outside of your box, outside of your comfort zone. So filming in the rain is definitely outside of my comfort (laughs) zone. And basically, this is going to test our storytelling. Hmm. So, with gray, gloomy weather, Raincouver, make a story. Yeah. Raincouver, mm-hmm. we're we're second London, second <laughs> most miserable rain city. <laughs> uh, and if we get enough uh, user interaction, you know, uh, viewer interaction, uh, maybe uh, some of our. Uh, Viewers will <laughs> submit uh, some ideas. That would be cool because we're eventually going to run dry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's pretty much the format that we're going for. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's uh, it's rainy right now. So now was the best time to do it since mm-hmm. it's the rainy season. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no time limitations. Um, pretty much no limitations. Just must have rain or snow if it's snowing because it's cold season. Mm-hmm. Um, let's, let's see what we come up with. Sounds good. All right. Well, I think that's a wrap for today's podcast. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, please leave a comment, uh, or message us about what topics you would like us to discuss on the podcast. Uh, give us, uh, suggestions for challenges, uh, and let us know your feedback. Yeah. Uh, be sure to subscribe to not miss an episode of the Nate and Doran podcast. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatever you use to listen to podcasts. This has been Nate and Doran. Uh, Thank you for watching and listening.